Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Good evening, and welcome to the first Fallout Bar of everybody's favourite tournament, everybody's annual pilgrimage to Blackpool as we have come to an end. Day one from the Winter Gardens is in the books. And we had, did we have some surprises? Potentially, yeah. I'm going to call them some surprises. What a night of darts. How good is it to be back at the Winter Gardens? You will notice tonight I am flying solo for this fallout bar. Over the coming nights, I will be joined by Jack Gobby-Garwood and by Cam McFarlane. But as everybody is either at the cricket or in Blackpool today, I am on my own. So please, the guys in the chat room get involved. So we've got a few in already. Good evening, Matthew. Evening, Connor. Hiya, Jack. Sean is in there. We've got a few in the in the chat room already. Please keep the chat coming. Give me your opinions on how the evening went tonight, who you thought played well, who did terribly. And then later on, we will get into some predictions for tomorrow. What a start. I'm just going to, I'm tinkering around. Oh, this is going to look all right, I think. I'm trying something new tonight. I'm very conscious that you are all currently looking at my face and a very, very large window. So let's have a little look, see if we can get some results up here. Let's get rid of that one. Doo -doo -doo. Right, let's remove that. And let's see if we can present a little bit of graphics to get us through. Is the fallout about only for Sky Sports majors? Yeah, um, it tends to be. Um, we do it, I suppose, let's say for all the bigger tournaments, we, we, we try and host a bit of a fallout bar, get some reaction, talk about what's went on and have a little bit of a chat about what's going on tomorrow. So let's, there we go, just connecting to my Google account. 
and let's get a bit of a graphic on screen if we can. And we'll have a little bit of a chat about how things went tonight. So there we go. We've got some results in. We'll have a little, I suppose we can go in order. Um, we'll have a work through them in order. We'll have a chat. Hopefully we'll get some input from the chat room. We have got some interviews from the players so we can hear about how some of those guys have got on and what their feelings are as they settle in to this tournament. So, good evening, Lee Boyce from the press room. Hello, I hope, I bet it's very, very busy there. I don't know if the weather's good in Blackpool. I hope it is because by the back end of next week, I will be there ideally on the beach in my speedos, sunning myself for my annual summer trip through to the Northwest. So, we opened... The 2023 Betfred World Match Play with Joe Cullen against a debuting Mike Dedeka. And I thought this was a bit of an interesting game. I, I'll be honest, I, I some of my predictions, I put my predictions out on Twitter earlier today. I'm going to bring them up just so that I can remind myself. I'm not sure I want to, to be honest, for some of them. Um, let's have a look. How do I spell my name? Dan Simpson. Here we go. So I did pick Joe Cullen to win this one. And I think an awful lot of people did as well. I had him slightly more comfortable, if I'm honest in this. So I picked a 10-5 win for Joe Cullen. And he just had to work for this a little bit more than I thought he, he would. Obviously, he, he did get off to a, to a good start. Um, I think, it, you know, he certainly looked the more comfortable player. Um, but it got a little bit tight in the middle. And, and there was a, a period of this game where Mike Dedeka was not letting Joe Cullen get away with anything. Um, Cullen had to be there and he had to close out every game because Mike Dedeka was consistently right on his shoulder throughout the throughout the game. Um I think it might have done Nels, yeah. Um so yeah I, I, I not a huge amount from me on this one because it, it sort of went as I predicted it it would. Um you know we we it, it was it was nice to see Mike Decker um you know put up a good fight obviously with Dave he's got an awful lot of talent I think when we went into the interval 4-1 Cullen, it looked like the writing was on the wall from there. But then as, as we went on, there was just a few signs that A, Cullen's potentially a little bit vulnerable and that Mike Dedeka had a bit to show and certainly had some fight in him. But I think his doubling let him down um, and Cullen was just there all the way through. I think with that lead... Uh, certainly that he'd built up in the first session. Dedeka never really was able to build up the head of steam that he would that he needed in order to try and make a real game out of this. So with that, it seems like a good time to hear from the winner. And let's have a little listen to what Joe Cullen made of this evening's game. Yeah, yeah, to be fair, when the schedule came out, I wasn't, wasn't thrilled about it, to be honest. Um, I'd much rather the tournament get, get going and, you know, um, and then play a, bit, a little bit later on. But 
It's only a problem if you lose, I suppose. Looking at the game itself, do you feel your experience was the key in that one? Mike, obviously making his debut, you're a seasoned veteran of this now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, like I said in, in previous interviews, I, um, I sort of approach it as managing it in sessions, whereas I think Mike was looking at it as if to try to get 10 legs before I do, and it's, it's not as simple as that. I know it might look a bit on the face of it, but it's not like that. I, um, he, he won the ball, and I, I was saying in my head, you know, win the first session, whether it be 3-2, 4-1, whatever it be. Uh, and that's what I did, and I thought I'd push on from there. Yeah, I think he's, he's he's almost echoed, I think, my exact thoughts on, on that. Obviously, Mike Dedeka did win the ball. Um, Joe Cullen was going to have to break in order to, to get this match won. But the, the absolutely dominant um, session in that opening session, 4-1 up at the first break, just put Cullen too far ahead. Now, I suppose we'll go in time order and we'll, 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 we'll approach the second game of the night. But I think... Without a shadow of a doubt, the match of the night. I think we'd all picked, or many of us had picked, the final game as as being our potential match of the night tonight. But this was an absolute banger. Now, again, marking my own work, looking at my predictions that I put out on Twitter earlier this afternoon, I picked this as a Rob Cross 10-6, and I couldn't have been more wrong. We saw... I'm going to call it a, a vintage performance from, from Daryl Gurney. Daryl Gurney showed some, some of the grit that has taken him to two major titles. Um, he, he came out looking absolutely superb. I mean, he took the opening leg. In, in you know, leg one, Gurney managed to, to break the cross throw. And, and from that point onwards, this game was... Was was a bit of a battle. I mean, Gurney went out really quick. Cross, I think, off the top of my head, he had to take out ninety six to avoid a whitewash. I think if he hadn't took that ninety six out from memory, um, Cross would have gone into that first break five nil down. And I think Gurney looked he looked relatively comfortable in those first few games, but we definitely saw. Uh, uh, a match made of this, and and Rob Cross made a game of this. That going in at four nil, four, sorry, going in at four one down, he really came back and and, and stepped it up. Um, won a few on the bounce, and then clawed his way back to to six all, and then the one seventy checkout, reeling in the big fish to get that match back to seven all. And I think at that point, everybody realised we're watching something. A little, you know, this is a proper Winter Gardens match play game. This because that that one seventy was absolutely superb from from Rob Cross, and I think at that point, I was I was you know in the WhatsApp groups and I was on Twitter and trying to get the, the view of the rest of Planet Darts, and I I thought that the big fish was the turning point in that game. Uh, Cross had been behind all the way through that match. But then I just thought, oh, it'll swing here. And 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 I wasn't sure that Daryl Gurney would, would be able to, to dig in and, and fight off that, that cross comeback because at that point, Rob Cross looked really strong. And again, they just sort of exchanged some breaks. Cross got in front, I think, for the first time in the match at 10-9. Um, and, it, and it just, it had for me, out of all the makings at that point of, of, of the perfect comeback, you know, he's, he's started that comeback with the big fish. 
he's finally took the lead for the first time in the game with one leg to play. And 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 again, you know, I thankfully didn't didn't uh, didn't join our our partners Betfred and throw a few quid at them because I think I definitely would have been wrong even at that late stage in the game because Daryl Gurney just just dug in and I think it was you know a really professional performance that two dart sixty four checkout to level up and then just completely ruthless finish that ninety six and from there he just he just served it out and took it and took it and took it on um like really really solid professional performance from Daryl Gurney um I think it opens the draw up a little bit more Rob Cross is the first seed to fall number five in the world and and away he's gone he's, he's no longer in the match play from 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 the first round that was in fact the first time Rob Cross has ever lost in the first round at the Winter Gardens. Um, former match player winner, of course, in 2019. The the one time that he did uh, lose in the first round, it wasn't actually at the Winter Gardens. It was during the um, during the lockdown, and Rob Cross had to compete that match. Well, as did everybody else behind closed doors at Milton Keynes. Good evening, Bob. Um, we've got a few more joining us in the chat room. Please. We're in with your opinions and thoughts and views from tonight because, as I say, you will notice I am for this the only night I think throughout this this whole um, tournament that you, you'll just have one of us here, but just me on my own tonight. So the more that we get from the chat room, the better. And following that, again, we've got some some more interviews. Phil is at the venue, and let's have a little listen to see what Daryl Gurney made of that night. No. I was all, all, I, all I said to myself, don't panic, don't panic, because I, I don't even remember what happened, all the musical, all I remember is looking at three darts, a double 12, to make it like 17 all, and I missed it, and then he beat me, and to be honest, I was like, I thought that if I could get over that game, I think I could win the tournament, um, but yeah, no, I mean, just shows you, and I've st all I know is that he played the next day, and he was 10 nil up, <laughs> is that right? Nine, I think. Nine, well... That's how much interest I had in the next day. <laughs> but um, no, honestly, Rob Cross, one of the greatest players, and he's still improving. And he's up there now, I don't know what is he, number five in the world, number six in the world. And he's one of the best players to beat, and I beat him. So it just shows me that I still got it, even though I'm doing it, doing it now. I think this is my eighth year here now in the match play. I still got it, and I can still uh, roll, roll with the best. Very, very interesting there from Daryl Gurney. And it did. And we'll get on, well, I suppose we'll get on a little bit in the next two matches to the, the other the other potential big names in, in, in that quarter. But opens up the draw. I mean, it has to open the draw up slightly with the number five seed going out. I appreciate that the, the man we'll come to next, Bryce, is, is, is in that sort of that next round. But the, you you can't not say the draws opened up a bit if we've lost the number five in the world and the number five seed. So we will move on to the third game of the evening. And again, not one that I can really enthuse myself with too much because it it, it wasn't it wasn't a really exciting game, let's be honest. Um it, it was a very professional performance from Gerwin Price, and he did exactly enough. And exactly what he needed to do to to win. I think the ten three scoreline is slightly 
flattering. Um, and I think it was more a case of Stephen Bunting not being able to play his A game than Gerwin Price bashing him up with a, with a 10-3 win. Um, you know, just having a, a quick look at the statistics from the game. Gerwin Price averaged, where's his average? Let's have a look. Average just shy of 97, which, like, let's not let's not mess about. It's still a very, very strong average. But Gerwin Price is going to need to find another level if he's going to replicate you know the, the 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 final that he made last year. If he's going to go on and 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 do incredibly well in in the tournament, then he's probably going to have to kick on from that a little bit. What I would say is Dublin was sensational from Gerwin Price tonight. Forty five percent on his doubles tonight, and that is at, at this level in a game like this, absolutely massive. Stephen Bunting right back on. 33% but only got nine darts at a double in this whole game. There, there was there was a four-point swing in the averages. You know, the Gerwin Price didn't massively outscore Stephen Bunted, but he kept ahead of him when he needed to. Um, and he just didn't allow Bunting to put him under pressure at, at all. And every time there was potential for Bunting to put Gerwin under pressure, he just kicked him back. Um, once he was ahead, I think once certainly once, I mean, Price took seven legs on the bounce from three all, and I think once he took, you know, what once we got up to six three, certainly seven three. I think Bunting's head had, had, had gone a bit, and I just think Bunting wanted to be as far away from that stage as possible. I think he, like the rest of us, thought that that game was was pretty much done and dusted. Uh, let's get a little bit more. Let's get some view from last year's finalists and see what Gerwin Price made of his match tonight. Probably just trying to get some rhythm. Uh, yeah, I think Stephen was pulling some darts out a little bit slower than he usually does as well, which, you know, fair play, people have to do what they've got to do to try and win. But, yeah, I think it sort of affected him a little bit more than what he did to me. What is it? <laughs> well, I know the same, but I have to try and take an extra pace, you know, and take one more step towards the ball because you know, I like the flow, try and as I'm walking in and then I bring my dad up and then yeah you start thinking oh he's, he's taking him out a little bit slower then he takes him out quicker he's just trying to manage the game and you know he, he can do what he wants to do I think personally it affected him more than me or it affected me a little bit but I think if he had just played his own game like he has in the past he's beat me on that stage he probably would have played a little bit better and the game would have probably been a little bit closer Yeah interesting that one I think he, he... Again, probably echoed similar to what to what both myself and and seemingly quite a few in the in the chat room have said as well. Just again, I've not shared my um, or reshared my prediction for that one. I had that as a Gerwin Price ten seven win. So another one where I've I've managed to pick the right winner, but probably not picked the the way the game has gone. And now we will move into. I think for for many many darts fans, what was the? I mean, what it, it was the headline game in that it was the last one on. But you know, this was this was one of the games that everybody was most looking forward to. I would probably say throughout all of the first round of the draw, I think this was certainly the one that seems to have you know among my group of darts and colleagues and friends, the one that's had the most uh, the most conversation points and the most views where people thought one way or the other. I myself, I had it as a Dave Chisnell 10-8 win. I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm dead pleased to be, to be proven wrong. Um, 
Gary Anderson really, really solid through 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 that game. Um, I think there was there was decent spells of it where where I think Price did look sorry Anderson did look a bit vulnerable, but Chizzy was just absolutely miles away from from being able to capitalise on it and 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 get really a a decent foothold in the, in in that game. Um, you know, Chizzy started well, but then after the break, there was four on the bounce from Gary. As soon as Gary got to 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 six three up, um, it, it just looked like Gary could present Chizzy with as many chances as he wanted, and Chizzy wouldn't be able to to, to really capitalise them. Um, and then we go into the into, into the into the next leg, where to, in the tenth leg to go into the break, Gary pinged the one eighty, followed by the one six five, um, just absolutely amazing, amazing stuff. Like, like really, really beautiful, well timed. And then I think you know, going into that going into that break, seven three up probably will have done a lot psychologically to both players. Um, Chizzy surprised me a little bit coming back and putting a couple together, um, looking like he was going to mount a comeback coming back after the break, broke Gary, started to edge his way back. But then that 115 checkout from Gary, again, just just really, really just snippets of really, really top class starts from Gary Anderson. And once he got that 115 to go 8-5 up, I think it was... It, it, it was game over, I think, for 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 everybody. I think everybody watching, everybody on stage, again, a little bit like some of the other games, is that that is that is the big difference between match play and when we see in in in, in set play, we see in the World Championships, is once once these players do build up that little gap, and and they know they are just you know one or two holds of throw away, and they've got those breaks in the bank. It does the, the whole momentum of the game just starts to to swing, which is what we love about the match play, and it's what we love about coming to the Winter Gardens every year. Um, I don't think I think the the guys might still be working on getting a bit of a something, a few words from Gary. If that drops in, I will of course share it with you all. Have a quick look back into the chat room. Good evening, Preston. Bob's in as well. Let's have a quick look and see what we've had in there. Guy played well throughout the game because he wasn't throwing that. Yeah, I completely agree, Bob. I think you're absolutely bang on with that. Um, Gary sort of played well without looking at amazing. I still think he looked a little bit like he could be got at. I think, you know, his interview straight after he said he's, you know, he's always asked about how his practice is going and, you know, I think he's, he claims he's, he's doing uh, in, enough but not loads, which, you know, whether, whether he's doing that or 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 not. Um, about Chizzy's point, I'm not sure. Um, but he certainly suffered tonight. There was a couple, certainly one, um, certainly one bounce out that looked absolutely absurd. I'm not sure how it how it happened. I, I'd rewound and watched the, the slow motion replay a couple of times and it, it looked to defy physics to me. Um, but, you know, he certainly suffered from it. But I don't think in reality we could point to that game and say Chizzy lost because of bounce outs. Um, I just think that he couldn't quite find his action. Um, I think it broke down a little bit and and, and, Gazi, and um, Gary was just consistent and, and worked his way through that game and, and, and played really well. And, and I think, 
you know, coming out of this this um, this little section of the draw. Obviously, we do we do have our next round of matches that we can see, and we can see Gerwin Price against Joe Cullen, which is which is a, a huge game. Uh, two massive big box office players. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Playing each other early in, in this round. And, and then in the other game, we, we've lost two seeds. So we've lost the two seeds. We've lost Rob Cross at number five seed. And we've lost Dave Chisnell at number 12 seed. So, so we've got a second round match there with no seed in it. So Daryl Gurney and Gary Anderson, one of them is going to be in the quarterfinals. So one of those two is, is going to have a quarterfinal shot against either Gezi Price or Joe Cullen. So seed's gone already. That draw's completely opened up. And we are going to get an, an unseeded player in the quarters, guaranteed. Really exciting. I love the match play. Good evening, Sean. Even everybody else in the chat room that's come along and joined us. If you've joined us, say hello, please. Again, I'll reiterate, I am on my own, so I'm uh, relying on you all, really, for certainly as we come to the next part of tonight's show where we're going to look at tomorrow's games. Because, and this is what we love out there, Max, we've got an afternoon session and an evening session, which is very, very exciting. So we'll come to you in a minute, Daz, about what, I and the rest of the world thinks about what's going to happen in that game. I think you, any any of you in the chat room that know me probably know exactly what my prediction will be already on that one. Let's have a quick look then. Good evening, Juanita. Good evening from Australia. What time is it over there? It's getting late over here. Is it very, I, I know I, I always have to ask this. Is it very, very late or is it very, very early? I know it's probably one of the two. So I've put another I've put, I've put another little graphic on the screen. I've pulled that off from Wikipedia. I apologize if it's not particularly um particularly well presented. I think it might have broken up a little bit because I've tried to make it as big as I can to, to fill the screen. What we'll do, I'll tell you what we'll do. Let's just go through top to bottom. We'll go through the games in order and then we'll take predictions from everybody in the chat room i'll give you my predictions 639 on a sunday goodness me that is an early start i've got three kids and i never see 639 on a sunday that's my one day of the week where i don't see 639 but well done on your commitment for getting up and 
joining us um, in our celebration of the opening day of the match play. So we've got an afternoon session. We've got four games in the afternoon. We've got four games in the evening. And the big guns are coming to play. So opening game. And please, for each one, stick your predictions in the chat room. We'll have a little chat through them. We've got Danny Noppert against Martin Schindler. Now, I think this one, um, obviously, Danny Noppert, the seeded player going into this, but I think this one is going to be tight. And I think it's going to go really deep. And my prediction is going to be Danny Nopper beats Martin Schindler 12-10. I think it goes all the way to the end. And I think Danny Nopper just gets over the line. Let's have a see. So we've got Tyler going Nopper 10-6. Preston's going Schindler 10-8, 10-9. Bob's gone Schindler 10-7. Juanita's gone Schindler. We've got Schindler 10. So it looks like me and Tyler are definitely in the minority with a, with a prediction for Danny Nopper. There seems to be a lot of love for Martin Schindler in the chat room. I think what's interesting is everybody other than Tyler has got it tight. I think everybody thinks this is going to be a bit of a back and forth. I think we're going to see... Early breaks both ways. I think we're going to see some big scores. And I do think we're going to see some big combination finishing in that match. More so from Danny Noppert. So the second game of the afternoon session. And I'm not so sure this one's going to be as tight. Connor's gone with me. He's got a late extra time win for Danny Noppert with a 13-12. Every leg available Connor's going for there. So the second game of the gate of the night, we've got Dirk van Dijvenbode against Kim Hybrechts. This one for me, again, I think it's a little bit straightforward. I think we're going to see something a little bit similar to what we saw tonight from Gerwin Price. Um, and I think it's going to be a comfortable Dirk van Dijvenbode 10 Four. I'll give Kim an extra leg to what Stephen Bunting managed to get tonight, but I will go Dirk with a comfortable 10-10-4. Tyler loves an underdog. Tyler back in the unseeded players all throughout this. Els has gone. What's he gone with? He's gone with a Dirk 10-5. Juanita's gone Dirk 12-10 which is a lot closer than Luke, who's gone 12-2. That's an absolute monster win from Dirk, if that comes through. Preston has agreed with me exactly with a 10-4 prediction for Dirk van Dijvenbode. And Bob has also gone Dirk van Dijvenbode 10-5. It seems that the consensus within the chat room is that that's going to be a very comfortable Dirk van Dijvenbode win. Now, I think this next game is going to potentially be the biggest split in the room, the biggest split of the chat room as to as to who we think will win. And I am struggling with this one, if I'm honest. And I've probably undenied with this one ever since the draw came out. I think we can predict who Juanita's going to go with for the winner. But do I agree with her? 
Let me have a drink. Yes, I do. I think it's a really tough one, but I think it's a Damon Hetter 10-7 win. I think it's a Damon Hetter 10-7 win. I am reliably informed, and I don't think there's a source more reliable than the source that informed me, that we're in for a bit of a treat for Damon Hetter's walk-on. I think we're going to see something in line with what we've seen recently at the European Tour events. So that could be quite exciting. Let's have a little look, see what we've got in the chat room. Bob's gone Hetter 12-11. We can't have 12-11. We can have 12-10. I don't think we can. We have a 12 We can't have a 12-11, can we? We have a 12-10. Two legs until we get to a decide. Mitchell's gone Hetter 10-8. I tell you what, I didn't think it would be as one-sided as this so far. We need to, of course, as back demo. Luke's gone 10-6, Hetter. Preston, first person in the chat room that's pulled it the other way. And he's gone for 11-9. There's a few people looking into these extra legs here. Els has gone 13-12 to whoever eats more Weetabix heads or tails. Yeah, I tend to agree. You know, I, I'm, I am coming down on the side of, of Damon Hetra. The TV major experience uh, or TV major record plus experience aside, um, I just think he's in really good form at the minute. And if he can... I, what I've noticed is, and I... I initially was a bit of a critic, uh, not so much a critic, but let's say a bit sceptical of, of the European Tour walk-ons. Um, I've since been convinced, like very, right, very convinced, that they are a bigger part of him feeling far more comfortable in, the, in, in those environments um, and him being in a position where he can just be very comfortable, very honest with himself as to, you know, what he's enjoying, enjoy a bit of crack with the crowd, get on stage, throw some darts and play well. And we've seen in the European Tour events in play some exceptionally good darts. Um, and I think he carries that form in tomorrow. I think it'd be tough, but I think Damon Hetter gets the job done. So next game, James Wade against Chris Doby. Let me just quickly go through everyone that's picked Wade and bar them from the chat room. No, honestly, I will take your predictions, even if they're nonsense. So let's have it. I mean, I, of course, I'm going to pick a Chris Doby win. Um, and I think he does it not really comfortable, but I think he does it well. I think it's a 10-6. 10-6 um, Chris Doby for me. Um, I think we lose another seed. Um and, and I, I think, yeah, that's a, um, a a good, solid win, I think, for, for, for Chris Doby tomorrow. Let's have a look. Bob's got Wade 10-7. Sorry, Bob, you're wrong. Um, let's have a look. Coin toss. Best of a Wade and Doby. Hoping for Wade for all time. Saying, ah, oh, you can't live in the past, Preston. It's the future. We're in the future now. And the future, as Els know, is, is a Chris Doby victory. 10-7 prediction there for Chris Doby. Jack has got 10-7 Wade breaks early and holds his own legs. And yeah, that is, you know, that that is the 
the risk, and and that is where James Wade can can play well in this in this format because he, once you've got that early break, and once you are ahead, it's very difficult for people to break you down and then catch you back up. It's not like set play where all of a sudden it can turn around, you can grab a set, and the whole game's changed. Once you are two three legs behind and that break's gone in, if you if you if you've won the ball, then you've got a break. It can be a long way back, and so you know if if someone does build that lead up, and you could be right. When he has gone Wade 10-6, I thought we were mates. We've got another Wade 10-8. So the consensus from the chat room does seem to be a James Wade win. Ah, well, we'll have a chat tomorrow night. If you're all in tomorrow, and we, we, you can ridicule me, I suppose, if, um, if I am wrong. Before we move on to the evening session, because we've got an afternoon and evening session coming in, what I am just going to slip in because we talked about him at length and we all had a little bit of, of, a, of, a, of a glow up as to, as to how good it was to see Gary Anderson win tonight. We are just going to get Gary's interview in and see what he made of that victory now. Oh, you know me. I, I like a wind-up. You know, people call me this and come out. I love a wind-up. If I can wind somebody up and they bite... I'm going to keep going on it's, it's that thing. No, it's just a few more mates say, that's you, Gary. You're done. What are you going to do now that you're retired? You're not in this, you're not in that. Oh, is that right? Yeah, OK. Right, but I've, I've nicked this one. You know, I've, I've got into the match play. But I, I don't think I was close at the start of the season, at the start of the year. So, yeah, yeah. Pat on the back for getting here. But I know you do like pat on the back. Just getting here is not enough, is it? Now you've got to kick on. You've won a pro tour this year. You've got to a TV final. At the World Cup, is now the next step winning one of these big ones again? It'd be nice, it's been a while, but nah, <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not gonna count the chickens, you know. We'll, we'll get up there. I'm enjoying what I'm doing just now, you know, there's no pressure on me whatsoever. And if I can turn up and just play darts, if I can play good darts, I used to play. Ah, it's, it's just little things, you know, people say, ah, you're done, you're past, but when they say it, kind of, it gets them a go a bit and I, I try to push it a bit more. If anybody out there is playing drinking games for every time Gary Anderson says he just wants to play darts, now is the time to have a drink. There we go. Gary Anderson just wants to play darts. Right. Tomorrow's evening session. Again, some interesting, maybe not as tight as we've got in the afternoon. I think we're probably going to see a few more landslides in terms of the predictions in this one. But the opening match tomorrow evening, we've got Nathan Aspinall against Christoph Ratajski. Now, me personally, I think that we've probably got a, t a tale of two sort of players, in, well, or two players in different form at the minute. I think Nathan Aspinall is very much on the up. Um, on an upward trajectory. And whilst I don't think Christopher Ratajski is particularly on a downward trajectory, I think he's he's sort of middling. Um, I think he's a bit stagnant in his, in his progress at the minute. We did see a, a superb run from him. Was it two years ago we saw him semi-final in the, in the match play? And I, I saw him. I was there for the semi-final that Ratajski played in... Um, in, in the Winter Gardens, um, we know he's got some good form in that venue, but I just think that Nathan Aspinall will have far too much for him. Preston agrees as well, as he's got the aft winning comfortably 10-6. Mitchell is going the other way with a, ooh, with a long game and a Ratajski grinding out that battle 
against Nathan Aspinall, 11-9. And we know Aspinall loves a battle. Luke's got a 10-4 Asp win. Tyler's got a 10-7 Asp win. And then we've got Earls and Juanita with 10-8 and 10-6 Nathan Aspinall wins. So we've got lots of people. But Bob as well in there with a 10-7 Aspinall win. So we've got a lot of love for the in there. And I think everybody on my side there with that prediction. And I think we're probably going to see a similar reaction here as we look at Luke Humphreys against Jose de Souza. Now, for me, Luke Humphreys at the minute is without a shadow of a doubt one of the best darts players on the planet. Um, we've seen some exceptional stuff from him lately. Um Really, really high level. And he's he's ranked at the minute, I think, is he sixth in the world? But in reality, is holding his own with anybody up there in those five positions above him and arguably will move soon into one of those places at the very top end of the sport. I'm going to go with a very comfortable Luke Humphreys 10-4 because I think... Jose's scoring won't allow Luke Humphreys to run completely rampant. Um, but I think Humphreys will just come out fast. And again, in this leg play format, just get him, get get a break early, get a few legs in the bank and then just kick on from there. And I think Jose, we know he's a bit fragile. He certainly is counting a bit fragile. Um, and under pressure, a few legs back, could all just get a little bit too much in that environment. Let's have a look and see what the folks in the chat room are thinking. We've got Preston with a Luke 510. Els as well with a Luke 510. We've seen a pattern here. Juanita's Humphreys 10-6. Tyler's gone Humphreys 10-6. Bob, you're a maniac. Jose de Souza 11-9. I mean, if if I guarantee you, if if that happens. In order for that game to get to 11-9, that will have to be the game of the match. It'll have to be the best match. Um, I think if that game goes 11-9, Jose de Souza victory, we would have seen some unbelievable things to get us to that point. Jack has also gone with... We've got some Jose shouts late in the day. Jack's gone, Jose running right earlier, oh, but losing 10-8. Luke's picked Jose de Souza as well, so not... As much of a big swing in the chat room as I thought we would see there. Um, oh, no, I like Brendan Dolan. But the fact that I like Brendan Dolan means I will stretch to giving him... Oh, it sounds harsh, this. I'll give him two. Ten to Michael Van Gerwen. Michael Van Gerwen looked terrifying the other weekend, like an absolute darts monster again. And if he can carry that form, um, like if he can carry that form in, if Michael Van Gerwen wins the ball and then breaks, like I just think he'll he'll get, he'll just run absolutely riotous. Brandon Dolan's a great darts player and I think he's a really top block, but I just think, he could just be really unfortunate to bump into an absolutely on fire Michael Van Gerwen on the wrong day. Um, and I just, yeah, I think it's a really, really comfortable, absolute MVG smasher. Els has got MVG 10-4. Jack has got 
MVG 10-3. Juanita's got MVG 10-5. Luca's gone for it. Luca's made the bold prediction of an MVG 10-0 whitewash serving the Blackpool bagel. Bob's got MVG 10-4. Nobody in the chat room brave enough to stick their neck out and go with Brendan Dolan for this one. But wouldn't that be an upset? Wouldn't that open up another large section of the draw? It would be interesting. I've not picked, I don't think, oh, I have. I was going back to see if I've picked a seed to lose yet, and I have because James Wade's getting beat by Chris Dobby. But beyond that, I haven't picked any other seeds to fall tomorrow. And the final game, we are coming to the end, coming towards the back end of our little chat this evening. The last game tomorrow, we'll see the world number one and reigning ch world champion, Michael Smith, take on a man with more history, well, or certainly more appearances at the Winter Gardens than pretty much anybody else that's still left turning up to play this year. Mr. Steve Beaton has managed to get himself into the mix this year, working his way back up the rankings this year. Steve Beaton having a really, really good year this year, both on the Pro Tour and in some of the bigger events as well. It's difficult, though, isn't it, to not to not pick Bully Boy? Um, no, he is chucking a new set of darts, but but it's Michael Smith, isn't it? Um, Michael Smith in a big event. Um, ten, oh, six or seven. Ten. Ah, 7 Steve Beaton. Love Steve Beaton. Right, ten seven to Michael Smith. I think. Let's have a quick look in the chat room, see what everybody else has got. So, Els has got... He's got Smith at 10-5. Juanita's got Smith 10-7. Luke, Luke, is it like you're a main... Your predictions are... If your predictions are right... Now, everyone, please gamble responsibly. But if Luke has put 50 pence on his predictions and they come in, he's probably buying a mansion somewhere because his predictions are outrageous. 10 Three, Steve Beaton, Luke is predicting. Jack has got a 10-5 Bully Boy victory. Yankee is going 12-10. He's having Steve Beaton grind out Michael Smith in extra time. And we've got another 10-5 on there at the end. We've got some... Ah, we are, did you know there's, there's more in there than I thought, people? We, we've got some real threat, it seems. Um, I've only picked one seed to fall tomorrow, but among the chat room, we've got... Four or five sets of predictions where we think some seeds are going to fall. I think we are in for a classic day tomorrow. I think we're going to see some unbelievable darts. Um, regardless of which seeds come through and who wins which games, I just think the players that we're going to play to, that we're going to see tomorrow, there is some potential for some absolute box office headline stuff. So. I will bid you all a very good night. And I will be back again. I think I will be accompanied by Jack Gobby Garwood tomorrow. Um, but we will be with you every night this week. Thank you very much to Betfair, our sponsors. And I will see you all tomorrow. Thank you very much. Thanks for all your help. It's been a bit of a strange one going solo, so I really appreciate you all getting stuck in in the chat room and contributing and giving me a little bit of a two-way conversation because without that, it is just me 
talking to myself in a in a small room, um, which is is probably worrying. Take care, everybody. See you all again tomorrow. Good night. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 